0: Again, to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part Two, one Biff sweating minute at a time. I'm Scott Carelli.
1: I'm Nick Menders of the News, and I'm Scott Tofty. And I suddenly have a terrible taste in my mouth after hearing you say Biff sweat. <laughs> <laughs> From the creators
0: of Biff Ripples and and uh, what was the one last week? A Biff Biff Ripples and uh, Biff. Uh... Man, I don't remember what it was last week. Anyway, um... Biff waves. Fifth waves, maybe? Biff, yeah, us. that sounds. Listen, sounds I, don't, I don't remember what the context was. <laughs> Does it it's probably best that way. Today, we are going back to minute 38. If Nick would stop singing, <laughs> which starts with, with uh, the two Jennifers sizing each other up. Sure. And ends with uh, Doc and Marty throwing Jennifer into the DeLorean. Yes. So, um, I love the young old thing.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's a very, it's a very subtle. Maybe subtle isn't the right word, but I, I like how you could miss the wordplay at first because uh-huh. because it's because they're just yelling it right over each other. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Um, Elizabeth Shoe really. No God, I just, I just, I want to just watch a movie. Where Elizabeth Shue is like Charlie Chaplin and she just walks around New York.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I'm i really, I'm bummed out that this is it for Jennifer, you know, like
2: she's, she's a prop. Yeah. And she's so fun in these minutes. She's so good. And like the movie just doesn't, you know, the writer or director just, she's like, oh, no, well, screw it. I mean, yep. she
1: definitely maximized the screen time that she had. She definitely oh, had some sure. of the more memorable scenes in the movie. But the, sure.
2: movie, the movie really starts to take a dive after this, and like I don't think <laughs> it's unrelated. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I movie. also I love that Doc catches our Jennifer, but old Jennifer just go hits the ground like a box of rocks. Yeah, the older so woman let's,
1: just— Let's hypothesize for a minute. It's 2015. Medical science has not advanced that far. What are the chances that she A, broke a hip, or B, gave herself a
2: concussion? I think both of those things are entirely possible. And she had, if she had fallen in uh, drama world, someone would have been there to pick her up and catch her. I yes. think uh,
0: I, I, I I think she might be dead, guys. Yeah, she's dead. She's just dead.
2: That's where her loop ends. <laughs> I think so. Oh, Jesus, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, no! Yeah. No, this is the worst day I, of my I, life. Why did cannot... my mommy catch me?
1: Can we also talk about the the uh, old person makeup effect that they were using in whatever 1986, 87? And it's man, it's just not good.
0: It's really not good. It's bad. I mean, there's a reason they had they had Christopher Lloyd rip off his makeup on camera, you know? Well, see, like and
1: I always thought it was because he hated wearing. It. Like the story I heard is that like he was like, I'm not wearing this makeup for a whole movie, write me a way that I don't have to do it. Uh,
0: I, from what I saw, I couldn't see evidence of that. Um, I mean, he was happy that he wouldn't have to. Uh, but I don't, I, I didn't see evidence of him, like making an ultimatum or anything like that. It was just, uh, it was like, relieved okay. that he didn't have to and I think, t- I think ultimately they didn't want to do
1: it if he was going to be in the movie this much right you know for continuity and stuff and, like that. and i'll tell you man i didn't even notice like he's wearing it in the first one too mm-hmm. like i had no idea until i went and saw the thing on the big screen for like the 25th anniversary i could never tell all the home video releases, even the dvds i couldn't even yeah make it out but you see the, the resolution big, like, wasn't high. oh enough. yeah like he's you can definitely see the uh the fake wrinkles
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I I want to say... Uh, so one, one thing that I, I want to mention, and I mean, granted, this is a different scenario uh, because obviously Jennifer knows that she exists in the future, and so running into herself, she would be like, oh, that's me, that's weird. And old Jennifer would see herself... And be like, who's this stranger in my house that I'm walking past? And then realize who it is and then, you know, faint. So that's fine. But I will say this. I don't know that if I was, and I've thought about this a lot. (laughs) Okay. But I don't know that if I was walking down the street, so like Orphan Black, when you watch War from Black, the, first, the, the, tease of, like, the teaser of that episode is that she sees someone who looks identical to her jump in front of a train and it, like freaks her out and drives her down this path that starts the show. I don't know that I would recognize myself if I saw my, someone who looked just like me.
1: Hmm. Can I don't I, know
0: that I actually would.
1: I'll say this. I was, I was walking home from work today, and I did see someone who I thought remarkably looked like me, and it, it definitely caught my eye. Like I, Obviously, I know, like, no, nah, it's not me, but man, that guy looks a lot like me. Hmm. Um, and I've noticed that a few times, but yeah, I don't know that I would notice like my exact doppelganger. You sort yeah. of would, because it's so far out of the realm of possibility, you just sort of would subconsciously write it off. I think it's weirder for Jennifer because it's not her doppelganger. It's her when she it's was like 17 literally years old. Uh, So who also knows like what sort of cosmic, you know, waves are rippling in that house situation. Right. Like, and that's, that's why I was
0: saying right specifically, next to each other. Yeah. That's why I said specifically, this is different because the circumstances are a little different yeah. than just randomly running into someone that looks exactly like you or is you or whatever. But it's, it was just something I was thinking about. Um, when it when it happened like i I just don't i don't know that i would just don't know that i would um but uh then we go we go back out and um biff is uh landing the delorean and he and he comes out elderly biff and he's he's sweaty and uh biff's a little too sweaty. sweaty Yeah, and he pulls his cane out of the DeLorean and, and, and breaks the top the, the cane topper off and Which, so it's, holy
2: crap, how thick is that cane, right? Yeah. But <laughs> like, I just can't believe he was able to do that. How yeah. thick
1: is your cane? How especially
2: <laughs> Especially
0: when cane. he's um he's uh elderly and in pain. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that would take a lot of strength, but um
2: So so,
1: he's uh, he's feeling the repercussions of what he did immediately. Can we talk about the giant plot hole here? Or at least the thing that's always sort of stuck in my craw. Uh, The fact
0: uh, the fact that uh, that that if Biff elderly Biff doesn't exist in the future, he wouldn't be able to bring the almanac back to himself in the past.
1: And not even that, but like he goes back and changes the past. How can he return to the same future? Like, he returns yeah. it at the same timeline. Like, the car should fade too, shouldn't it? I mean, everything should change. And it, like, he shouldn't even be able to be there. And the whole movie hinges right. on, like, if you change something once, it creates a divergent timeline. And this right. breaks its own rule. Like, pretty oh, immediately, yeah, heavily. And there's, like, you can sort of reason your way through a lot of back-to-the-future plot holes. Like, there's kind of workarounds for a lot of what people call out. But this is the one that has always been, like, it's just unsolvable to me, like it's the one where I have to just go, it's a movie
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean I mean even the even the plot element of the cane topper and the Delorean if if Biff is disappearing, why wouldn't the cane topper right right exactly no it's it it doesn't uh no, it doesn't make any sense It doesn't whatsoever. quite add up
2: <laughs> no
1: but I mean you know, ultimately not a great movie. Let's let's just. <laughs> hey, hey, I, I love the second one. This is, this is. I, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about this in in the uh, uh, last season, and it. I'll, I'll say the same thing. This is the first one I saw, and you guys were both oh, kind of wow. like, "Oh, the 2015 stuff is great," but then after that, it goes way downhill. And while I agree with that, I love all of these movies basically equally. I look at them as like one film.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um...
1: I'm off my soapbox now. You can continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all about that. I mean, that's that's totally fine. Like, I'm glad that you can derive that much enjoyment from the whole series. It's just, for me, it's just, Back to the Future is a perfect movie. And then yeah, the first are,
1: one is absolutely flawless. Yeah. And
0: then, and then these ones, um, they've got ridges. They've got ridges.
2: <laughs> but I will say they, it, it's so weird, but arguably the second one I think contributes more to the iconography of the franchise Mm -hmm. in the first one.
0: Oh, definitely. I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, And
1: like the, the design elements, like whenever you have to throw someone like, all right, you're designing what the future looks like. That's gotta be a field day for people. mm -hmm. Um, Well, one of the things,
0: and we talked about this last week, but the rule that they had with all the future stuff was a 1585 uh, divide, which is that everything had to be 85% a regular thing and only 15% futuristic,
1: which seems fair. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it's interesting. You look at the houses on the street. I'm looking at like thirty-seven, thirty-seven on the, on the clock right now. Mm -hmm. And like, there's like a led strip on each house and you scroll a little bit further and you see a bicycle and it's a pretty rad looking future bicycle in someone's driveway. Mm -hmm. And you go a little bit further and it's like, I think it's, either like a car or like a lawnmower or something Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but there's the the street lamps the way the street lamps are designed the way the crosswalk is painted down like it's just little tiny details the the led lighting in the curb um yeah really cool little details about the whole thing that you don't necessarily pay attention to unless you you know are by chance scrolling through minute by minute oh look we are (laughs) um yeah uh it's
0: it's it's, yeah it's 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 all of the detail because like yeah there's a lot of detail in this future stuff that is really they put a lot of thought into it and i will say as much as the plot doesn't really work unless you cross your eyes right um the, the the everything In the background is all of this, all of the futuristic design stuff, all of it works practically. Like, all of it makes perfect sense. One of the things that um, we keep going back to is there's these uh, dumpsters everywhere with these uh, uh, cubes of garbage. Yeah, and the the dumpster ha- is, is is it has a logo on it. All the dumpsters have a logo on it for Fusion Industries, and we realized that everything runs on garbage, and that the Mister Fusion is just a small version of the thing that runs
1: everything. It's like the the play at home version.
0: Right, right, and it's that like and good. and they never talk about that, but it's just something that they made up in the background and. If you're able to, you know, look at it and think about it, you you you're like, wow.
1: It would have been so um, easy for them to kind of phone in a lot of this stuff, and the fact that they built the world and the universe of this so completely and set up the rules as well as they did, for the most part, it, it's it's pretty amazing that, you know, that let's be honest, it's it, to me, it's amazing that this movie wasn't even bigger than it was, or this franchise wasn't even bigger than it was. As I mean, far as to maybe, me, like, sometimes
2: the. The set design is, is 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 more thoroughly thought out than the script.
1: Yeah, definitely. I 100 mm-hmm. percent agree. Mm-hmm. And and
0: you know, I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the thing, though, right? It's like the people who are designing this stuff—they're a team, but Zemeckis didn't write this script. Right. Um, just just Bob Gale, and and that's what happens sometimes with solo writers—is that you don't catch the details. You know, like you don't you don't have someone questioning what you're writing as much. You're just in a vacuum. And right. uh and, and I and I feel like maybe Bob Gale doesn't uh,
1: work great in a vacuum. It's like Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> great together, apart. Yeah.
2: Still yeah. pretty great, but
1: not as great, you know? Right.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, you know, you have live and let die, you have imagine. Yeah, beautiful boy. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go off on a whole thing about how I I have, I have a lot of John Lennon issues. Um, I'm sure. a big Paul McCartney fan. I'm You're not of the nice only guys. one. Uh, guys. <laughs> right. But uh, I'll save that too for soon. some other time. Is
2: it too soon for that joke? Did
1: you just make a Mark David <laughs> Chapman joke? Uh, <laughs> uh Anyway.
0: Um, we just had a
2: guest on last week that was a big Beatles fan. I'm a huge Beatles fan. We
0: did, yeah. Uh, 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 Pete the Retailer. Pete the Retailer from Star Wars Minute. Uh, he actually, they just wrapped up, because the Star Wars Minute guys who started this format, right? Um, they were <laughs> doing a daily Star Wars podcast wasn't enough, so they uh, started doing a thrice-weekly uh, podcast called Alphabetical. Where they talk about every Beatles song alphabetically.
1: That's awesome. I'm so gonna did, go listen I, to that immediately. They,
0: yeah, it's yeah. They did two hundred and forty-eight episodes. They just wrapped up with uh, what what was it? Your your mother something? Your mother should know. Your mother yeah, should your know, mother should from, know. Yeah. Oh, I love
1: that song. That was
0: that I was their last episode it. was Your Mother Should Know Alphabetically. That was their last Great.
1: Episode. Now I have another thing to waste my time on. Thanks guys. <laughs>
0: Oh, back to the future minute. Something to waste your time
1: <laughs> on. You're welcome.
0: Uh yeah. So anyway, um back to the movie. Uh Doc and Marty carrying Jennifer away. Elizabeth Shue has to be the most uncomfortable in this moment.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I would imagine <laughs> that she's like <laughs> she just gets like I love the when they toss her there. Like you can see Doc Brown Just like let go, like he doesn't bend over to like gently ease her in. He just
2: hurls her into the side of the Delorean. I don't think it takes two people to carry Elizabeth's shoe. I think, (laughs) I think it would be more comfortable for both parties if just like Marty or Doc like slung her entirely over her shoulder. I'm just sitting here. I
0: think Marty isn't tall enough to do that.
2: Oh, I'm I'm scrubbing back and forth on
1: them just tossing her in the car. Like rewind. Like, look we all we've
2: all gone to we, we all had a youth i'm sure we've all we've all helped a, a a lady a drunk lady friend or a male friend into a car or like into her house you know we have had to carry people right I, it's not how you carry <laughs> it's not how you carry someone no okay i'll grab her ankles you grab like the 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 the, the top of her neck slash her chin and let's go as far away from each other as we can <laughs> oh my gosh! It just looks—it's a train wreck. Oh, it's awful. It's and awful. the
1: best part is he has to open that damn gullwing door from the Delorean too, which
2: is yeah—it's like, the worst kind of. In that moment, <laughs> it's like, oh, this is why no one has a Delorean. Mm-hmm. God, I want a Delorean. <laughs> this is the worst kind of car to help get your drunk friend into.
0: You know the other thing too about or you're
2: about, passed out from like some kind of like temporal phenomenon, friend. Uh, the other happens thing to me all the time.
0: The other thing that uh, I I, I will say about Biff being in the DeLorean, have you ever had someone borrow your car and then you get
1: in like right after and it smells different? (laughs) Smells different? Not so much. I notice my seat is usually adjusted. I mean, yeah, that definitely.
0: But I usually I don't know if I just have a very sensitive nose or whatever, but I can usually sense if someone has been in my car.
1: I mean you also have the added benefit of Doc Brown driving a car that runs on garbage. So, <laughs> I guess that's true. Maybe the olfactory presence is not uh, so uh, potent in that particular vehicle.
0: Maybe. He was sweating in that car though.
1: Um That's true. There was a lot of Biff sweat.
0: There was a lot of Hashtag Biff, Biff
1: sweat. Biff sweat. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah and then Doc announces that he's going to take where they're going to take Jennifer back to 1985 and then he's going to destroy the DeLorean before anything horrible can happen. Oh sadness. Yeah. It's
1: going to be a really short movie, I guess. Yeah.
0: It's interesting that they're setting up they're they're foreshadowing the DeLorean getting destroyed. Yeah. Now um, and this isn't the first. This is not. This is the first of two. Uh, Back to the Future three foreshadowing moments this week. Um,
2: I think Nick just passed out.
0: <laughs> Nick, um, what are you
2: doing? Yeah, the the microphone, the 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 headphone um wire was like under my elbow. He was practicing his Jennifer throw. Is what he was doing. Yeah, I was I was showing everybody.
1: <laughs> this is how you do it. Right. <laughs> um but, what's the other what's the other foreshadow oh when we'll he says there. like the old okay we'll you get haven't got we'll there we'll get gotcha, there Gotcha! 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 <laughs> i'm like did i miss it wait <laughs> no 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 No! don't uh don't burn through our
0: content yet
1: <laughs> all right i'm done i'm done <laughs> all right i'm
0: um, good on this minute yeah it kind of so, looks
2: like the, the lorians on hydraulics for a little bit well i mean it is literally uh, yeah when yeah. they bring it
1: down like that's they do that's that a, in a couple places. That happens in the uh, in the in uh, Hill Valley, in the center of town. There, when it lowers down, I think, mm-hmm. um, and it happens here. And I think that's. And then the, I guess the other shots must have been some like a green screen composite when they did it. When they you could actually see under the the car itself, you can see the full car in frame.
2: Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's just on a forklift. Okay. Yeah, so it turns out that. He, so Doc technically isn't carrying her by the base of the neck, like I kind of alluded to. he's got her by like the tricep. It's like, yeah, it's almost awkward part of both of her arms.
1: I we could also assume that Doc is maybe not the strongest, slightly elderly gentleman in the world. Um, he has a new everything. He has no excuse. Well, that's true. You raise a very good point. It could just be that he doesn't care. <laughs> ah, screw it it's like oh my god this girl came with this and i'm carrying her into a come on really come on yeah kind of furthering, not what i came
2: to the future yeah. for kind of furthering my like jennifer is mary watson theory <laughs> um so
0: in the uh paradox draft um the only difference in this bit is that because they, they talk about all the things that that as they're carrying her away, just like uh, uh, just like before, and uh, uh, but before that, when Jennifer when the Jennifers pass out, um, <laughs> they pass out. Doc carries young Jennifer away, and then old Marty comes back into the living room. Sees that Jennifer has passed out, and she she he shouts back, "Marlene Junior looks like your mother's been your mother's tranked again."
2: Oh my god! <laughs> uh,
1: I like so, the dialogue they came up with, and they use that earlier in this movie too—the tranks and whatever they call it. Yeah,
0: yeah, because the That's tranks like are tranks are people on tranquilizers, right? Um, and and so she's been she's been tranked. Uh, she tranked herself. It's a dark timeline, guys. It is. Darkest. Um, in the 67 draft, we're in Doc's lab in 2015. Um, and Doc has a van in the future, uh, Tofty. And so the van Ooh. that they've been driving around in returns. And uh, they pull Jennifer out. And Marty covers her with blankets because Doc tells, tells him to keep her warm. And he goes in search of some oxygen um, and they put an oxygen mask over her face and she doesn't wake up, but uh, her breathing becomes more pronounced and Doc says, she'll be fine, at least physically. Hand me that a towel. I want to blindfold her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Which um, proves my
2: theory. He just doesn't give a shit about her. He doesn't care. No, 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 no like, like subhuman
1: yeah so is there maybe a bit of a a a a, a doc marty romance thing happening and he just finds jennifer to be in the way i mean it definitely want to take that it to
0: way. that, I
2: that think level 100 want this, want this is. <laughs> yeah
0: and and uh it'll explain a line that comes up uh in tomorrow's minute yeah. I,
2: <laughs> I want to that. kiss
1: you marty well t- <laughs> that's the line i remember that line
2: We'll talk
0: about
1: that tomorrow. You never touch me like you used to. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So uh, that's all I got for this <laughs> minute. You guys have anything else? I'm good. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, with <laughs> minute 39. Um, in the meantime, you can go to our website, duelinggenre.com, where you can go check out our other podcasts. Like the Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast we do with Cassandra Fredrickson, uh, which should be coming back uh, probably sometime in June, I would imagine. Uh, Geek by Night, our original audio drama that uh, Nick and I write and executive produce. And Scott Tofty is uh, the composer and does the final mix for it. Um, So he is responsible for the final mix that you guys hear when you listen to the podcast. That's why it sounds so good. This guy. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, also, if you go to duelinggenre.com/support, you can help us make all of our podcasts possible by becoming a Patreon patron, and uh, you will get rewarded for uh, doing so. Uh, go check out the rewards over there and uh, help us meet some of our uh, some of our goals. The first of which is Back to the Future Minute No Roads Edition, which is a weekend version of the podcast. It'll come out on like Saturday or Sunday, and it'll just be Nick and I, uh, and and the occasional guest. I would imagine just you know, shooting the breeze, talking about Back to the Future and Back to the Future related stuff, answering emails, that sort of thing. Uh, so if that's something you want, become a patron and help us make it. Uh, and uh, you can also go check out the other podcasts in the Minute Family: Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute, Jaws Minute, Wrath of Con Minute, and the Minute. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.